Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Japanaholic Podcast. The Wall Band Podcast is surrounded by topics all about Japan, anime, and games discussed by a certified Japanaholic. I am Taylor the Japanaholic, and I do, again, want to quickly apologize for not having an episode out last week. I am going to be doing, hopefully, doing a double upload for this for this week. We're well, not really like a double upload for a, of a day, but just more or less just having a a double upload for a week or whatever because there's a lot of stuff I want to talk about and I really want to start talking about some topics. I have three topics in my mind that I'm going to be talking about here in the next couple of days. I may only get two of them out. I am not entirely sure because I did miss last week. One of the topics I want to talk about next week or not next week, excuse me, tomorrow is the coronavirus again because it has been a year since the whole pandemic started. Uh, as well as if you could hear in my microphone, it's because I have changed my setup again and I've changed uh, headsets. Okay. Uh, I'm using it. I'm actually using a headset beforehand. I was using a microphone. I'm testing it out this week on this episode just to be like extra sure if I if this is something I want to continue using because I do like to have headsets on because it means wherever I move my head it doesn't matter for the volume because it's the same no matter where I point my head with a microphone like I was using in the last couple of uh, podcast episodes um it would depend on where I'm at for volume so there's that um Another reason why I missed last week was because I was just so incredibly busy with a lot of stuff, including getting my first dose of the vaccine. So I was knocked out. I have been incredibly, like, low on energy for the last couple of days. So, yeah, sorry about that. But today, since technically this is the first episode of... Uh, April, actually this would be the first, uh, either Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on when this is going out, of April. I guess this is actually a pretty good time to do these episodes, I guess. I didn't realize, uh, I wanted to originally do the top, uh, anime news of March last week, uh, considering it was the 31st, and I usually, I technically usually do it every first Wednesday of the month, but since the last day of the month was also the, the last Wednesday of the month, which would technically be the first Wednesday... Yeah, it's complicated, but I figured I was going to do it last week, last week, but since I missed it, well, I guess it's better now than never, you know? Um, I'm actually going to keep things a little short here for this week because, of course, there's another episode coming out in the next couple of days. Uh, so I'm going to start off not with anime news, but instead I kind of want to talk about some games because as of, I think, two weeks ago... I just bought a Nintendo Switch, so I've been looking for some games to play. Uh, and some games that I've been playing recently have been Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, uh, Animal Crossing, and Breath of the Wild. Those three games I really enjoy playing, but I've also played a couple of other games as well, like uh, of, of Rice and Ruin. I actually really enjoy that game uh, so far, and I find it really enjoyable so far. Uh, I've also been playing a couple other games as well, but we're going to be taking a look at... Uh, we're going to be talking about some of the some video games, some top video games in Japan as of last week. Uh, this is based off of Japan's game ranking system and how many copies they've sold in the week. So coming in at number one is Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, which sold last week sold 37,000 copies. 
Uh, then in second place, we had Deadshot de Go, Hashiro Yamanote-san, which sold about 24,000 copies, which actually debuted from Square Unix just uh, not too long ago. Last month, actually, is when they uh, released it. Uh, third place is Momotaro Dentsu, uh, which sold about 20,000 copies, and now they're up to 2 million copies from their release date back in November. Like I said, these are all in Japan, uh, this list that I'm reading off of. Jack Genie comes in at 4th with 15,827 copies sold, and 5th place is Ring Fit Adventure. That I actually want to get here shortly soon, but I... Uh, I don't like working out. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I, I find I find working out to be f enjoyable, just not enough time to do it. So on to some manga news, some big manga news, let's say. My Hero Academia's fifth season is premiering this summer, if I remember correctly. If not, actually, no, this spring. Sorry, excuse me. Uh, as of recording this, it's going to be releasing its first episode sometime this week, actually, because spring is rolling around the corner. Actually, as I'm speaking, some of the spring shows are starting. Uh, a lot of the winter winter shows are ending, which I do want to talk about one of them here in the next couple of days. Actually, I want to talk about the, the entirety of winter 2021 because it was super stacked, and I have to talk about it. So I'm going to talk about that either the next couple of days or next week. I have, Like I said, I have three topics in my mind, and, well... One of the topics is what I'm saying today, which is the the anime top anime news of March. Uh, another one is the coronavirus, and another one is winter 2021 anime, which I find to be really stacked. I'm only going to be doing two out of those three for this week, and then next week will be the third one. So it's a game of a toss-up of which one you'll get tomorrow. Uh, but My Hero Academia has actually sold over 50 million copies, uh, officially, which... I think Demon Slayer sold over 180 million, if I remember correctly, from reporting it a couple of weeks ago. So, I do... I I have watched My Hero Academia, for those who don't know by now. I have watched it. Uh, I've watched the first season, but I don't think I'm going to get to the second season. I didn't find it interesting enough to really watch the second season. Uh, sticking on to manga... Uh, Udon Entertainment has licensed, officially licensed, the Steins Gate Zero manga. Now, this is coming as a surprise because, well, for those who don't know, Steins Gate is based off of a visual novel, and it's got a manga release as well. Uh, this, Udon has, uh, said that they will release the manga with three oversized volumes, each collecting two of the original Japanese volumes. So... Three three volumes will cover six Japanese volumes. Uh, the first volume will release in September, all the way in September, which is like half a year away. Jesus H. Christ. Uh, the manga ended uh, last February, and uh, Kodokawa published the sixth and final volume April last year as well. Uh, the manga serves as a prequel to the Steins Gate uh, game, uh, actually, no, sorry, sequel, sorry, prequel, um, yeah, so, I'm looking forward to this, because I do love me some Steins Gate, I think Steins Gate, uh, is probably one of the first anime series I watched that I really, really enjoyed a lot, uh, 
I could go on and on about that series. I think I may do a week reviews on it in the near future um, as well. Now let's go on to some Olympic news. Because the Tokyo Olympics, which were supposed to take place last year, uh, got postponed due to the pandemic and rescheduled for this summer. And there has been a ton, and I mean a ton, of controversies and stuff circulating around this um, Olympic Games. And I would like to go more into detail about uh, my possibilities and stuff like that. I don't want to say theories because I'm not a massive conspiracy theorist guy. And by massive, you know what I mean. I, I don't like talking about conspiracy theories. Uh, but one of the biggest news to come out of March uh, in terms of the Olympic Games is that there will not be any overseas spectators, and there will be a limit to um, to how many like top officials from each country will be able to watch the games, as well. Uh, for for everybody who I've heard talk about these Olympic games, uh, it seems as though like nobody's really interested in it anymore, and would rather the games just be canceled or whatever. Um, my thing is, is that I've heard somebody else say this as well, and I really agreed on this, is don't really cancel it and then go to, I think China's the next one, either China or Russia, I can't remember, one of those two is having it the next summer games, but instead of having it like, uh, hold on, I'll, I'll fact check the summer Olympics real quick of 2024 real quick, that would be taking place, okay, Paris, sorry, I thought it was... What I talked, what I what I was listening is, um, okay, it looks like, okay, Paris twenty twenty four Summer Olympics and the two thousand twenty eight will be Los Angeles. Okay, so yeah, and what I was told, or at least what I heard and what I agreed with is, instead of ca- canceling the games and then just going to Paris, why don't we have it to where? It'd be Tokyo 2024, and then we just push everything back location-wise uh, four years. Because um, Japan has spent so much money on the Olympics when they first won the bid for the location. Okay. And to have it not only canceled on them, well, technically postponed, but to just cancel it outright on them is terrible um but it, it seems like nobody's really interested in the olympic games as of right now so and then you ban overseas spectators and eh, just kind of lowers the amount of interest at least for me even more like i've always been interested in olympic games i i watched the uh the 2008 games and I think 2012 I caught a glimpse of it and I haven't really kept up with them in a, in a long while but I I used to really enjoy watching the Olympics especially the summer games but yeah it just doesn't seem like even in Japan a lot of people don't seem very interested in the Olympics anymore um as well as we're gonna talk about another thing here that has been uh postponed I guess you'll say uh, not really postponed, but changed up because of the pandemic, and that is the Tokyo Game Show. Uh, last year, they did it uh, as an online-only stream or whatever, kind of like uh, 
I think E3 is doing that same the, the same thing this year. They'll be doing something like that. I don't know. Wait, no. E3 won't happen. They'll just stream their conferences online, like Nintendo, Sony, and Xbox will, or Sony, Microsoft, sorry. They'll stream theirs online or something like that, but the Tokyo Game Show will be online again um, for this year, which uh, will have will happen uh, September 29th. And I think October 3rd, from what this picture is telling me. Um, most recent in-person Tokyo Game Show event took place in September 2019. And drew over 260,000 attendees over the course of four days. Uh, it, that was less than the almost 300,000 that 2018 pulled. Um, so we'll see what goes on from here. I always like the Tokyo Game Shows. I always used to uh, follow them and stuff like that when... Uh, when they used to be like massive or whatever a couple of years ago. Uh, I didn't follow it uh, in 2019. I think that was the first year I actually didn't follow it completely. But yeah. And uh, man, I should really. Thinking about looking at the time right now, I've only been recording for about 15 minutes and I've only gone through some of these um, articles and I'm on my last one right now. So this one's going to be a pretty short episode. Uh, which is kind of different from what I usually do as uh, an episode. I usually like to do 30-minute episodes, but it looks like these this one's going to be less than uh, 20 for this week, which is fine. Uh, the last one I'm going to talk about here today goes on to EuroCamp, which ended its second season uh, last week. And uh, the movie was announced to release in 2022 to theaters in Japan. What I'm severely hoping is that the uh, movie comes over to the States here in the West, I know the the Violet Evergarden movie released in some parts of the West, not not here in the states, but other part other countries to theaters and stuff like that. I saw that you could get movie tickets for some places in uh the UK. I think I can't remember exactly, and I could be wrong. But another thing that was announced uh just a couple days ago was a new console game with uh mages to provide more details later, but. This looks like to be a console game that will be released on consoles such as PlayStation, Xbox, and the Switch. What I'm assuming. Uh, and maybe even a uh, PC port as well. There's not much details other than the fact that a console game is being made. And what I can speculate is that this one will be... Kind of like what the VR games are about. If you haven't played the VR games, I do recommend it. Uh, they, they don't really take VR, but it's recommended that you use VR. The VR games are on a Nintendo Switch and PlayStation 4 and your phones and PC and stuff like that. I have it on my Switch and PC, and I find it really enjoyable and fun. Um, but the what I can assume is that this console game is going to be super similar to the... VR games, I guess you'll say, but maybe have to do with a little bit more storytelling, I guess you'll say, kind of like follow the manga, because I know that there's some times where, um, I, I know there's some times where the, the games will follow certain stories, I know there was a quintessential quintuplets game released not too long ago as well, that had you follow, that in a visual novel style manner, you could follow uh, 
follow the main male protagonist and pick your girl to win or something like that. I think that's how it was or something like that. I can't remember exactly because it is only in Japan and I don't think it's going to get a Western release date either. Um, so I'll have to see what this uh, new game is going to be all about. And I pretty much said everything I wanted to say in terms of news and stuff like that, which is a shame because I'm only like 20 minutes into recording this. And I usually go for about a half hour or more. And I usually go on and talk crazy about uh, some of these topics. But I think the most detail I've went into so far is the Olympic Games that are being... Uh, uh, well, not postponed, but just overseas tourists can't go and watch the games as a fan. I guess in terms of Japan news... There were a couple massive earthquakes that happened around the Fukushima area. Not Fukushima. I think so. The same place that uh, had the March 2011 earthquakes or whatever. Uh, but there was another one that happened just close to it uh, that was almost the same magnitude as the, the, the March 2011 earthquakes. Um, I don't, I haven't heard about, there was no tsunami, thankfully. Um, and yeah, one of the best apps I think I've downloaded so far this month is the NHK app, um, for NHK world news or whatever. And they give me notifications of when certain earthquakes happen in Japan. Like if it reaches a certain point of a uh, magnitude that it sends a notification out to, to everybody who uses the app, that an earthquake has happened here at a magnitude of this. Um, and it usually goes off like at least a couple times a week, which is kind of crazy. That just shows how many earthquakes happen in Japan. There's like a couple, at least magnitude three earthquakes that happen at, uh, in Japan at least every single um, week. Uh, I did find one news article that I guess I'll talk about here because of the fact that I did delay this uh, episode just by a couple days. This article just came out yesterday as of recording this, so the 2nd of April. I should have put this at the best of air, the top of April, but since I did, I since I am a little behind in news and stuff like that, I might as well just talk about it. So, J Novel Club uh, announced that they're going to license six light novels and two mangas. Uh, I'll go over the titles and some of the summaries. So their first one here is entitled Reincarnated as the Piggy Duke. This game, I'm going to tell her how I feel. This time, I'm going to tell her how I feel. Not this game, sorry. Uh, summary. One day, a Slowy wakes up and realizes he is the Piggy Duke. The antagonist of his favorite anime. Now he has to be to use memories from his past and his knowledge of the future to avoid the worst case scenario and confess his love this time around. Actually kinda wanna look at that. Actually kinda sounds interesting. Next one. The sidekick never gets the girl, let alone the protagonist's sister. Oh boy. Summary. Kurugi Kao was once a hero in another world, but now he's just an extra in his best friend's romantic comedy. That is, until a chance encounter with the protagonist's sister propels Ku into a limelight he never wanted. Oh boy. I like that. I like the sound of that one. Alright, third one. Guide to the perfect otaku girlfriend. Rubies and romance. 
I that almost sounded like roofies, to be honest. Yeah. Summary, if I find a girlfriend, she has to be an otaku. Not some flashy, over-extroverted... <laughs> this summary. Sorry, I had to read through it to like... Okay, sorry. Let me restart. If I find a girlfriend, she has to be an otaku. Not some flashy, extroverted girl. How am I supposed to turn Kokoro Nishina into the ideal otaku girlfriend? She's not my type at all, but maybe she could help me if I could survive her living with me. I... I, I love that summary so much. I think that's the best one out of out of all the ones I've read so far. Next one. Reborn to the Master... Wait, no. Reborn to Master the Blade. From Hero King to Extraordinary Squire. Hero King's Ingrid's last wish is to live again as a warrior through... When, though when he awakens, he realizes he's reborn as a girl to a noble family. Oh, boy. Even when rejected from the knighthood, she sets out to be the most extraordinary squire there ever was. Oh, boy. Oh boy. <laughs> Next one. The Emperor's Lady in Waiting is wanted as a bride. Lady in Waiting is what is right. Oh, that's, oh, that sounds pretty nice. Summary. After being reincarnated with forbidden knowledge about the uh, Resident's Empire, Laize swore to keep her distance from all things Imperial. Little does she know, however, a surprise engagement with a Resident Knight is about to change her life yet again. Ooh. Some of these are like really fantasy, and I like them so far. Uh, and then as well as the uh, manga for that series is being annotated as well. As well as these next two are the same series, just manga and novel being annotated. Villainous Reloaded, blowing away bad ends with modern weapons. Estrada von Arnberg has been reborn as... As in a total atomo game, villainous, and all routes lead to her destruction. That sounds very familiar, doesn't it? But what if she could create modern weapons using magic and her passion for military technology? She'll crush her fate with superior firepower. That still sounds something very, very, very familiar. Hmm. So those were basically six new uh, series that I think I'm going to end up reading if uh, if I can find where to buy them. I think those will be published uh, in like paperbacks and stuff like that where I can buy them and stuff like that. So that's actually really cool. I actually kind of really want to out of all the ones I want to read, I want to read the Guide to the Perfect Otaku Girlfriend. I want to read that one. That actually sounds so really interesting. Um, maybe another one I'll pick up is, uh, Sidekick Never Gets the Girl. Those, those two sound extremely perfect in a way. I think both of those are novels just by the looks of things. Plus, if you look, actually look at the, the cover for Sidekick Never Gets the Girl, kind of looks like, uh, uh, <laughs> kind of looks exactly like Tobozaki. Not gonna lie. Tobozaki? Is it Tobozaki? I think so. Bottom tier. Bottom tier character. I could be wrong with that name. I think Tomazaki is the one I'm looking, I'm thinking of. I think that's what... Yeah, bottom tier character, Tomazaki. I was thinking of the Japanese name. And the Japanese name is completely wild. And I'm like, whew. But yeah, it looks like Tomazaki. At least the cover does. Um, so I think that'll basically cover it for everything that I want to talk about. In terms of news. Uh, there's a ton... Of there should be a ton of news coming out, especially in the next couple of weeks, because April seems to always be 
when news likes to go wild and nutty. So I'll 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 hope that this year is no different. Uh, one of the things I'll talk about is Winter 2021's lineup and all that sort of stuff. I'll probably even touch on Spring 2021's uh, lineup in a in that episode as well, where I kind because of, Spring 2021 isn't necessarily stacked. There's some there's a couple big shows, but nothing to compare to what. Uh, winter 2021 had to offer. Um, I'm still going to watch a ton of maybe a few shows, but if you're not uh, caught up with a lot of these shows, you're not going to really have... Um, I don't think Spring 2021 is going to be a, a season for a lot of new people to come and watch stuff. You're going to have to catch up on some stuff, it looks like. Uh, considering Spring 2021 is filled with a lot of um, sequels. For the for at least for for the good majority of it, uh, it looks like a lot of them are not sequels. But again, comparing that to Winter Twenty Twenty One, that's really nothing. It's really nothing special. So I think that'll cover it for this week's episode of the Japanaholic Podcast. I will also be doing another episode here in the next couple of days, if not to, if not tomorrow, then the day after for sure. Uh, depending on when I get this one uploaded. And I'll either upload this one Monday or Tuesday. I'm not entirely sure because... Um, I don't know. I don't know why that is. Um, I may actually publish this on Wednesday. and then I, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to do things right now. You'll find out once it gets uploaded. But yes, I'll be back uh, same time either tomorrow or the day after to do it all over again. But for now, thank you all so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Japanaholic Podcast. I've been Taylor, the certified Japanaholic, signing off. Dude, bye.